Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. This week we're going to be listening to a conversation with Dr. Sha Liu with the Research Center for Environmental Changes at Academia Sinica. Construction of the controversial fourth nuclear plant was halted in April, and the Ma administration has said its fate is to be determined by a public referendum. With Taiwan's other three nuclear plants likely to be decommissioned over the next decade or so, Taiwan is now facing the question of how it will secure its energy supply in the coming years. Recently, about 50 Academia Sinica academicians in Taiwan pushed the government to start the hard work of answering that question. They signed a joint statement calling for political parties to work together to open up the decision about the fourth nuclear plant to a public referendum. We're joined now by one of the document's signers, Dr. Sha Liu. He's an academician and distinguished visiting fellow at the Research Center for Environmental Changes at Academia Sinica. Dr. Liu, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Keith. So outside of calling for a more concerted effort to grapple with en- the energy problem, the statement also pointed out the inherent dangers of running nuclear facilities, and uh, on the flip side of that, it also highlighted the potential of renewables as a source of safe, clean energy. But of course, all energy sources carry with them costs and limitations. So can you help give us an understanding of the choices that Taiwan has at this point? Currently, the biggest one, and also the cheapest one, is the coal fire electricity. That production, I, I guess, is around the one NTD uh, per two. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the Taiwan unit for electricity. Okay, And uh, comparing to that, nuclear energy actually is very competitive, depending on how you count. It's around the same order as uh, coal fire. That's why nuclear energy is very attractive in terms of uh, cost. But of course, uh, nuclear energy has uh, this uh, big risk of uh, nuclear accident, and uh, of course, storage of the nuclear waste is another big problem. But uh, the, these uh, fossil fuel energies, coal, oil, and gas, they produce uh, CO2 that warms the atmosphere, okay? Greenhouse gas, that's very, I, I would say, one of the worst uh, environmental problems now facing the world. And, and Taiwan is per capita one of the biggest uh, producers of greenhouse gas in the world as well. Correct. In fact, if we count only those countries with a population 10 million or more, the per capita emission of CO2, Taiwan actually ranks fourth in the entire world. So the reason I raise these questions is just to illustrate that there really are some difficult decisions that need to be made. And so I think that one of the things that your document was looking to do is raise the profile of this issue as something that people should be thinking about, people should be talking about. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of dialogue you're hoping to start and and what kind of moves you would like to see the different parts of societies, whether it be government or academic or or, or some other part, what actions you'd like to see them take to uh, progress this issue and move towards finding viable solutions? Yeah, by this statement, I think uh, the major objective is to point out that uh, we really need to sit down and uh, consider all options. One, one of the points I want to, to emphasize uh, from the beginning is that saving energy is one very important issue that we should consider. 
In fact, uh, we actually believe even we don't go to nuclear energy and uh, we just maintain current level of uh, electricity production and uh, other, other energy use, we're pretty sure with uh, genuine effort to save energy, we will have maybe at least five years of uh, time for us to just sit down and uh, go through each options. And uh, with plenty of time, we rationally make a, what you call a balanced plan, such that we, we can go forward without emitting too much CO2. So the crisis has not come yet. We still have a, a few more years where we get, really have an opportunity to look at this closely. So in those couple of years that we have remaining, how, what do you think people should be doing uh, to, to, to move this conversation forward? Yes, a very important question. The government will hold an energy conference uh, later this year, but I, I think that's really just a start. I think we need uh, not these meetings. We need uh, various groups of uh, experti- experts to consider all options. We all have both uh, pro and con, to, to go over the nuclear option. In our statement, we actually did not rule out nuclear. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very fact we call for referendum. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. I mean, but uh, in addition to that, we also suggested uh, nuclear might be a good option for other countries mm-hmm. that's not so close to the earthquake belt of the world, right. okay, like Taiwan is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think uh, what we need to do is uh, really uh, with, uh, with uh, people, with uh, scientists, with government uh, officials, sit down together and come up with a balanced energy policy. So let's... Uh there are a lot of options that the government and uh, society in general has as they try to work through this problem. In the document, at least, one of the options that Academia Sinica made a point of highlighting the, the positive side of it was renewable energy, solar, wind, uh, this form of energy. So I want to ask you, if Taiwan as a whole really embraced this kind of energy and, and made it uh, a, a very high priority to develop this, how far could renewables go towards... Uh, towards addressing Taiwan's energy uh, problem? I think um, quite uh, far and uh, quite uh, effectively. Renewable energy right now, actually, in practical sense, there are only solar energy and uh, wind energy. Mm -hmm. Other kind of energy, such as uh, ocean waves, ocean current, those are not not really practical or, or viable. And uh, even wind energy, when you consider that uh, in Taiwan, over the shore, there's already people protesting for the windmills. And uh, even over the oceans, which is uh, much more expensive. In addition to that, the most serious problem of wind energy is, is seasonal. I mean, it's only in the winter half of the season that we have enough energy, wind energy. And um, since we still have no, no way of uh, storing energy long term, mm-hmm. you know, 
you have to switch to something else mm-hmm. uh, in the in the summer half of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that really limited the wind energy. Solar energy, of course, has a similar problem. You know, you only get uh, the energy when there's sun. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you don't get at night. But at least there's a very short short-term storage that we can do a little bit, such as uh, in in the battery. Or sometimes they pump uh, pump water, okay, back to the reservoir mm. and uh, store that way. So that it, would be you pump it to the top; it, it runs back down and powers turbines as it goes back down. So it's a way of storing the energy. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can do it uh, when when there's no sun. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, the solar energy also is uh, much more powerful compared to wind energy. And in addition to that, uh, the solar energy now, uh, the, the cost is coming down, mm. okay, almost continuously. Uh, we heard uh, now that uh, the solar energy is already getting to about uh, five Taiwan dollars. That's still about five times the coal fire energy, but, uh, but it's comparable to gas-fired uh, electricity. So with uh, a few more years, I, I foresee that the solar energy can probably release up to, say, 50% of the electricity in the next few decades. Oh, really? 50%? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that would, just to emphasize this point, that would more than compensate for nuclear because nuclear is currently about 20%. Uh, well, let me ask about the land issue, because you already mentioned that there has been a, a little bit of uh, protest on the East Coast because of the wind turbines there. So would uh, would solar have the same issue if you were really trying to cover the island with solar panels? I think uh, in that regard, uh, we actually have uh, much more options. Uh, for example, you can put a channel for solar panels uh, in the islands uh, west of Taiwan, Taiwan Strait, there's a group of islands, mm. and uh, if you stretch them up uh, over the island, I think there's a lot of space there. And uh, I wouldn't even rule out uh, Taiwan Strait uh, supported uh, over the water. Maybe we can even think of uh, solar energy produced uh, across the strait in China mm-hmm. and import there. Mm. I mean, it's quite close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, joining the joining the grids between Taiwan and China. Yeah. What what is the time frame that you think that this might be possible to achieve? Because uh, the three remaining nuclear plants are are set to go offline in about ten years. You're talking about completely changing the way Taiwan gets its energy sources. Do you think that there is enough time to build up this infrastructure and solve some of the technical? issues that you've already mentioned, uh, do you think that there's enough time to get this in place before Taiwan starts uh, experiencing shortages? I think so. I think uh, the solar-powered uh, electricity is already being done. They're producing solar energy, uh, solar ele- electricity in Europe. Mm. Okay. So you're saying and the technology is already there? Yeah, it's already there. Right now, the only limitation to that is really the cost. And uh, you mentioned about the space, that's uh, much farther down down the road. Mm. Okay, we can sacrifice some some of the land in the first uh, say five years, but uh, eventually, if we wanted to really extend to like fifty percent, 
uh, for our electricity, I think we have to think uh, creatively to find uh, the space, uh, the, the place. What do you think is the government's role in promoting this switch to solar power? What, what are the policies that they should adopt and the actions that they should take to make this switch happen? That's a sounds simple question, but it actually is very complicated. The biggest hurdle is that uh, right now electric, uh, electricity produced from solar energy is still too expensive. Mm-hmm. The government must find a way to pass that hurdle mm-hmm. and uh, probably, I, I mean, subsidize the production. But eventually, I think the solar energy electricity will be cost-effective, I think, in 10 years and maybe no more than 15 years. They, they will be uh, as cheap as, uh, for example, oil and uh, gas produced uh, electricity. On, on the technical end of things, uh, what do you think would be the main challenges in making a switch to solar or other renewables? I just I mentioned, right now, the only big hurdle is the cost. Mm. And uh, that's uh, not something we, we cannot uh, overcome. We, I, I do think uh, we said the government can put in some money to subsidize and uh, at the beginning, but uh, after five to ten years, I think uh, the, they can take it away, and uh, and the, the the industry or the solar energy industry eventually can produce power uh, with low cost and survive their own way. Mm. So, would you say that down the road it would be possible for Taiwan to completely abandon nuclear energy? That certainly is uh, is possible, and is doable. Nevertheless, we have to work very hard toward that goal. Mm. We cannot just like business as usual, mm-hmm. you know, wasting a lot of energy. For example, I say, if we want to go solar energy way and uh, get rid of all the nuclear energy, what do we need to do first? Immediately. We have to save energy in Taiwan. We cannot waste anymore. And that will buy us at least a few years. Mm -hmm. And then the government can put in money to make solar energy affordable for the people. But after a few years, the solar energy, the cost will come down. And uh, eventually, uh, the solar energy industry can do well on their own. And of course, some of the the, the biggest energy wasters would be industry. Is that right? Uh, A lot of inefficient industry and inefficient use of power within industry. Is that right? You're right, but just normal Mm. usage is also quite wasteful. Mm. You're quite right. In Taiwan, a very good example is uh, the steel producing industry. We import a, a rather cheaply uh, international uh, coal from uh, like uh, Australia and uh, import to Taiwan and the government does not apply any tax on, on the coal and uh, the steel industry they just use the cheap coal to, to produce uh, expensive steel and export 
you know, I wouldn't blame them if they use the steel for, for Taiwan's own construction. But uh, they, uh, most of the steel we produce, we, we export to mainland China, for example. Mm. And uh, you can see that uh, you import a lot of energy cheaply, you burn, and you produce uh, steel and uh, export to somebody else. You know, we waste a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So down the road, what do you think would be the ideal? Maybe this is an uh, maybe this is a question that we haven't really answered yet. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, do you think that there is an ideal energy mix that we should be aiming for, like 50% renewables, 30% coal, 20% something else, or or is that a question that's still open? Yeah, I think that question is uh, still open. We really don't know what we can do. I I can see that uh, if we do good research, it's quite reasonable to expect that eventually solar energy can take care of nearly all what we need. It's potentially, that's, we can do that. So the, the, the energy future is not as Dire. gray or dark mm. <laughs> as we, we, we imagine. It's, it's just like uh, previously, you know, like a developing semiconductor. When they first come, they are bulky, they are expensive, you know. But now, look at it. It's fast, much faster. Maybe not just 100 times faster, it's 1 million times faster. Mm. And uh, probably 100 or 1,000 times cheaper. And I I think uh, solar energy will do that way too. So going back to the the process of how Taiwan is going to make this decision, probably the the closest term thing that's coming up where where this conversation is going to be uh, really important is there's going to be a national energy conference coming up in either late August or early September. How optimistic are you uh, that something, a positive step in in some of the directions that you've been talking about is going to come out of that conference? Well, I I think uh, I don't expect a whole lot from one single conference. I I think that's a good start. But uh, to come up with a balanced, uh, viable energy plan is not easy. I mean, one conference may be just do a little dent. And uh, we need, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, that, uh, we need uh, to sit down and uh, consider all options carefully. And at the same time, we let people know what's involved to get energy self-sufficient and yet not using high-risk, high environmental impact energy sources. We've been speaking to Dr. Sha Liu. He's an academician and distinguished visiting fellow at the Research Center for Environmental Changes at Academia Sinica. Dr. Liu, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. I enjoy it too. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of today's program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes. This helps us bring you the kind of shows you want to hear and makes it easier for other people to discover the program. For ICRT, I'm Keith Menconi.